friends. Thank you so much for listening to today's podcast about rural properties. I thought I might share with you some tips if you're thinking about buying a cottage. Because as you guys might know, I bought a cottage this year and there was a couple surprises. But I'm going to let you know what to look out for when you're starting to search. Because I know that there's a lot of people who are thinking about moving rural or getting a second property. It's probably tied to the pandemic, but it's prompted some people to just return to a simpler lifestyle and get fresh air and just spend quality time with family. And sometimes there's even cheaper housing costs when you go rural. And of course, less stress and less crime from being in the city. So I know I love cottage country. I'm talking about up in Muskoka where I am, and it's just fabulous. So if you are contributing to that surge of people leaving major urban areas in Ontario, then welcome, welcome. I'd be happy to help you find a cottage or relocate or find a second property. And before you do start your home search, there's a bit more due diligence to do with buying a cottage. And you know that before you start your home search with me, we're going to want to get approved for a mortgage to see how much you can afford. And then we're going to start searching for your ideal cottage. So some key questions to ask, and this is uh, me learning from some of my own mistakes. Um, But you know what? It's not even mistakes. It's sometimes just uh, non-disclosures from the seller. So what in my specific case, I asked the seller, there's a couple different things um, that happened when I bought my cottage. But for example, I asked them about the septic and, and if it was in good condition the last time that it got pumped out. And they gave me an invoice um, that it had been pumped out and it was in good working order um, as of last year. Uh, but then when I actually closed on the house and got talking to the neighbors, they told me that the septic actually overflowed the year before. So that was a surprise to me that I, I didn't really see coming because I thought that I had done my due diligence on asking them about the septic. Now, sellers can be shady. Sellers cannot disclose or tell you anything. I mean, I didn't take legal action on them because this it seemed to be in good working order now, but there's a lot of things that a seller might not tell you and you can go around them and go to the municipality or go to contractors. Um, and you can, being a buyer, you have to do your own due diligence and it's so, so, so important in any house, um, especially in cottage country, because there's just so many more moving parts like the utilities. But we're going to get into the utilities in a second. Um, I'm just going to start with some key questions to ask. Um, So ask about garbage day, because you might have to take your garbage to the dump. So does the cottage have a garbage pickup? And I know that on my cottage, they do pick up, but it's only until November. So throughout the winter, you have to take your garbage to the dump or or hold it, I guess, somewhere on your property. Um, but yeah, my garbage removal is only from uh, April to November. And that's something the sellers didn't tell me, but I went on the municipality website and figured it out for myself. So... Um, The second thing you're going to want to ask about the roads if they're maintained or if they're private roads that are that have to be maintained by the property owners who use them. So are the roads maintained by the municipality all year long or if they're not, who's responsible for clearing the snow? Is it prior? Is it the private property owners? So I'll just give you another real case in my in my experience is now I haven't done a winter at the cottage yet, so I don't really know what's going to happen there for sure. But um, the main road is cleared 
um, until November and then they don't clear it anymore. And off of my main road, um, there's like a side road that, that a few of the houses are on. It's like a shared private road and we have to maintain that ourselves. The municipality doesn't maintain that. So luckily for me, there is a full-time resident up there who usually does it or so I'm told, but that's something that you're going to want to, it's a need to know basis. And you need to know is the main road maintained is how is your private road maintained? There's lots of these different connecting roads in, in cottage country. So you're going to want to figure that out. And I did by talking to the neighbors, that was my <laughs> way to figure it all out. Um, and, and reaching out to the municipality as well. So the other thing that you're going to want to know is if you had school age children, if there's educational facilities available, and uh, if there's a bus route, um, I'm gonna I'm gonna live in my real life examples because I have one for pretty much all of these. But if you have kids, I mean, can they go to school? How are they going to get there? Um, are you on a bus route? Um, you're also going to want to know what type of health and medical services and facilities are nearby. So usually a quick Google search can tell you how close you are to a hospital or to a walk-in clinic. And as well as a grocery store, you're going to want to know where you get your food. And cottage country can be expensive when it comes to groceries, so you're going to want to figure out all of your options for that. So the other thing is if you are building, you're going to want to check what type of structure can be built or what can be added to the existing structure. And uh, are you going to use your property all year round or is only seasonal use permitted? Now, permitted I mean by the city or is your cottage winterized or not? Is the cottage ready to go all four seasons or do you need to do some serious winterizing if you want to use it in the winter? And I know it's hard to check for, for insulation, but there's inspections that you can do that's going to tell you usually everything you need to know about um, these cottages. So let's talk about waterfront because lakefront cottages and rural properties can come with a concern, extra concerns, and maybe potential pitfalls as well. Um, now, in, in Ontario, um, all the cottage, I mean, virtually all the cottages and rural properties um, that are on a navigable or a navigable, <laughs> navigable lake or river, they are subject to Crown Reserve of the Waterfront, known as a shore road allowance. So I learned about this in real estate school, but I'm not going to lie, I'm reading something to you right now <laughs> because I had to spruce up on the shore road allowance. Um, I mean, what I do remember from real estate school is the riparian rights when you're facing the water. Um, but I'm talking about something a little bit different. It's called a shore road allowance, and it consists of a 66 foot deep strip that hugs the shoreline. So it's a deeded parcel that remains a part of the municipal or provincial or even federal government um, crown land. Um, and shore road allowances were first established in the 1800s and they ensured that Ontario public would always have access to the province's beaches and waterfronts, whether it's for transportation or recreational purposes. And in the years since these, since these shore road allowances were first established, many have been subsequently sold by the government to the property owner whose property is immediately adjacent to the road allowance. But it's not always the case, so it is important to to figure that out if you're intending to purchase a waterfront property you definitely want to get that clarification as to a true extent of what they're buying um so you definitely want to check the exact size and 
of the property and the dimensions. So this can get a little bit hairy only because in my experience, um, sometimes the responses aren't in time for when you need to make this offer, when you need to firm up this offer by. So um, if you have a survey, and I'm gonna get into surveys in a second, uh, that is probably your best case. If you don't have a survey, uh, I mean, they're going to cost probably a few thousand dollars to do. And I don't know if you can get your offer conditional upon getting that survey. Um, you can talk to the municipality and see if they have one, which would be great. And a lot of the times they do. I know in my case, actually, the land used to own um, be owned by uh, Native. And so there was a survey done in the 60s when all that land was purchased and uh in that case that survey is still valid and um okay you know what we're just going to talk about surveys now because we're because we're already talking about it um i mean one of my neighbors did a survey because they wanted to build a house and that was super helpful to me because they surveyed they measure the lots and they measure it from lot to lot from where i guess the main pin is so um, it's helpful even if your neighbors have a survey and this is just me speaking from experience because i was lucky enough that my neighbor wanted to build a cottage so they had one handy and you can actually see the markers on my property on where my property is because the surveyor i guess had to check check it out so um, ask your neighbors that could save you thousands of dollars um, if you just want to know those things but if you are thinking about building then you are definitely going to want to um, order a survey for yourself um, and especially when it comes to boundaries as well so um, when you're buying you need to become familiar with the placement of your structures I mean mine has a bunkie or sorry my, I mean mine does have a bunkie but my neighbor's bunkie is like really close to my property and but it's not on my it's not on my property but you're you're gonna get into so many things when you're searching for cottages there's docks there's boathouses there's bunkies or there's even like portions of the cottage itself that are are very close and to the untrained eye these structures they could appear squarely situated on on your purchased land but in reality um you know they they still could be illegal they could still be illegally encroaching on what is still a publicly owned shore road allowance or your neighbor's property and these are need to know need to know things if you're going to build on especially like what is vacant land now um and especially if you're on on water you're going to want to know that as well so um rural properties they in a lot of cases they do have these like problematic lot lines they have irregular boundaries and they could even have these unexpected easements and even disputes over access roads so in some situations there's access to one owner's cottage that's only available by legally passing through the other property of the neighbor through an access road we call these an easement as i mentioned and some properties they might be landlocked which results in the owner only having access to the boat um so Ideally, both the neighbors in these scenarios have accurate information on the extent of their rights. So if you do need to pass through your neighbor's property to get to your cottage, uh, who is maintaining that road? Can you pave it? Um, and then in the waterfront example, uh, does Crown own it? Like, is it government land? Can you build a dock? Can you extend your dock? Um, these are all pretty important things to know. Um, especially with the easements, like when you're dealing with your neighbor's property because you don't want to start off on the wrong foot. So 
get a survey <laughs> um especially if you're thinking about building you're probably gonna need a survey but there's a lot of potential issues around these lot lines and the shore road allowances and and access so it's really vital for buyers of rural properties to understand exactly what you're getting um especially if you are going to build renovate uh you know do additions to the property in the future um so just get an up-to-date survey is so very important, especially in these situations. And with the help of a lawyer who can explain what it actually does reveal the survey, um, it will show buyers the true location of the property boundaries, as well as any waterfront shore allowances that are applicable. And it's going to show any existing easements and the location of public or private access road allowances. So having an updated survey, it's going to allow the buyer really to understand the true limits of the property and get clear on any limitations, but can and cannot be done in the future. So it's also going to be a future catalyst for the lawyer to identify any potential issues um, that are revealed in the survey. And you can discuss available solutions with the potential buyer in advance. And I'm using the words potential buyer because as a seller, it would be really nice to have this survey for multiple reasons. First of all, you're going to get serious buyers that are going to buy the land for what they can actually build on. You can't just sell your land and, and do people and promise that they can build something that cannot be built. So as a, as a seller, it would be fabulous to have the survey. If you already have one, that's great. If you don't, check with the city to see if they have one. And then you can actually tell people this is what you can build on this lot this is how far your dog can go like there's so many pros of having a survey as a seller and a major one is that if a buyer does come to you with an offer they could have a condition of getting a survey so they could they could in that conditional period which could be like a month because surveyors don't just do this in a day um you know they could go through the survey process pay like three grand or whatever it may be for this survey or more or less and just find out that they can't build what they want to build and so they drop the offer so you're left without a survey that was already paid for because the buyer might be pissed off and not even want to give you the survey <laughs> and then there's the buyer who walks away from the deal and now you have to remarket and resell this property to somebody else with the information that you now know you cannot do and you have to disclose if there's anything that you know about your property you legally have to disclose it to potential buyers if you're in a floodplain like you got to tell people if you can't build over a certain height um, like these are all things that buyers need to know and you're just really harming your sale if you don't have a survey because if you do have a survey they're going to know right away if they don't have a survey then you're going to have to wait until the buyer gets one and then that's just a painful process as a seller so surveys I cannot stress enough how important they are in, in cottage country um, one thing that is also very important is utilities um, and this is something that you really don't want to be surprised with. You want to know if there's if there's supply of these utilities and also if there's issues. And, and I'm not talking about the septic issue that we talked about, but that is utility, right? Like, it, you know what? Let's talk about septic and, and sewage. If the sewage disposal is based in a septic tank, like, is it in good working order? Has it been cleaned out recently? now it can be it should be a condition in the offer if um about the septic tank it, you know to clean it out or to at least have it inspected and you also want to know if the septic system was installed with the necessary permits and when it was installed so 
septic systems there's different kinds but they should last a couple decades depending on what kind you have so you definitely want to know if the septic is original or if it's coming up for replacement in the next 10 years or a few years because that's going to be a very large expense to you to get that replaced so septic is important um for your sewage disposal you want to know where it's located on your property so one of the first things i did when i got to the cottage was figure out where the sewage tank was or sorry where the septic tank was and where the well was the drilled well um, and again if you have the opportunity to do an inspection on your cottage property i would highly 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 recommend it Definitely get a home inspection when you are buying a cottage because let's be serious, we don't know our way around it. So let's hire a professional for that. Also, they can take a look at the water and how you're getting, how the property is being serviced. Is it by lake? Is it by well water? Like, is it a drilled well? What kind of well is it? And you can get that inspected as well if you need to, to check the water quality and the water flow. And there's different ways of testing that but you just want to know is it sufficient for dishwashing washing your clothes and showering or taking a bath so you're gonna want to know about the water system and again if it's all year round as well um, are you connected to even municipal water um, so that's that would be nice too now <clears throat> If the property is a cottage or overall property, you want to know if it was built with the proper permits and if there's any outstanding permits or, or work orders, deficiency work orders. And uh, these searches could be conducted by the lawyer that are acting on the buyer's behalf to check the title. Uh, but these are things that you're going to want to know before you even make an offer because um, if you don't know them, then they will come up before the deal closes, like maybe a couple weeks before closing, but it will come up. Um, all of this research and investigation is going to prevent surprises later on and save you money. <laughs> it'll, it'll save you a costly trip to court to sort out any uh, post-closing disputes that might arise with the seller or the municipality. And this goes for newly built cottages. Like even if the cottage is brand spanking new, you're going to want to do an inspection for all the things we spoke about and see if they got permits for all of the work that they did, especially to see if there's any... Um, people that didn't pay any contractors that didn't pay that put a lien on title totally possible so you're gonna want to talk to your lawyer and get that reviewed before you make an offer ideally and definitely before you close in the property but this the rural setting it's a spot where people just go to relax so if you are thinking about buying a rural property don't be so relaxed about the process because it can be very costly to not do your research and ask these questions. Uh, my job is to just make this as easy as possible for you and to avoid stress and, and disappointment. So we don't want to rush into this purchase spontaneously, although I might have. <laughs> I might have gotten a little lucky. Um, but <clears throat> you're going to want to do your due diligence in every different way. And there is a little bit more when it comes to rural properties. So I'd be happy to help you. I'm in the Muskoka area. And let me know if you're thinking about buying a second home or if you're thinking about relocating out of the city and we can sell your house for the most amount of money and buy a property very competitively and on your terms. So thank you, thank you me for when you think of real estate, I'm happy to help. So please reach out if you have any questions about these rural properties or buying another house. Thanks guys. Thank you.